There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tony winner Miles Frost performs in the World Symphonic premiere of Rent in Concert with the National Symphony Orchestra this Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at the Kennedy Center in Washington, D.C. He joined me to discuss his journey from growing up in the D.C. area to winning the Tony on Broadway and even his upcoming film with Ava DuVernay. Hey, Miles Frost. Hey, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP again. No problem, man. It's a pleasure to always be here. How you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling good. I guess this is number three for us. We spoke to you uh, just before the Tonys uh, when you were nominated for MJ the Musical. Then we spoke right after the Tonys uh, last year when, after you had won for MJ the Musical as Michael Jackson. Yeah. And uh, now we're, we're number three, talking about a really cool show uh, at the Kennedy Center. It's called Rent in Concert, uh, the symphonic world premiere, Wednesday, July 26th, Thursday, July 27th, and Friday, July 28th. Uh, all right, oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, before this concert, uh, just memories really quick on, you know, on the whole Tony ordeal. You know, have you had enough time a year later to sit back and be like, wow, did that really happen? <laughs> Man, I, I can't even tell you. I, I've had so much time to, to just sit back and reflect on everything. And, you know, it's truly been a blessing, you know, like, I, I mean, even if I even if I didn't win, you know, like I always say, I'm just glad that I was able to, you know, experience my first award because that was my first award show I've ever been to. So to be able to experience that with family, you know, it kind of tops and trumps all of that. So, you know, I'm, I'm just I'm just blessed all the way around. Yeah. And didn't you get to just like a month or two ago, didn't you get to like present uh, at this year's Tony's? No, I didn't present at this year's Tony's, but I did present at the Grammys. The Grammys. I knew I saw you on yeah, stage. Yeah. OK, but wait. <laughs> As a previous Tony winner, they don't invite you back like the Oscars. Well, I, I don't think it's as traditional as they do it in the in in the at, you know at the Oscars. But right. I don't know. You know, this year you know with the writer strike and everything like that. You know, I don't know what was you know what was said, but nobody reached out to me. I was a little bummed out by it, but at least <laughs> it gave me an opportunity to actually you know just kind of be a a, a viewer at the Tonys you know this time around as opposed to actually being involved. So I mean, it was a it was a you know cool give and take. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, remind us what you did at the Grammys then, because yes, I, I I remembered seeing you at one of the shows, and I don't know in my brain, I I I what is it, the Mandela effect or whatever? I thought it was the yeah, Tony, yeah. but it, it was the Grammys. <laughs> so wait, yeah, remind us what you did at the Grammys. Yeah, yeah. So uh, MJ was nominated for a, uh, our cast album. MJ's cast album was nominated for uh, a Grammy, and uh, they asked me to you know present a few awards or ten awards at the pre Grammy. Um, uh, yeah, at the pre Grammys and. I actually went viral on social media because uh, one of the uh, first few uh, uh, ones that I Grammys that I presented was Beyonce and Lizzo, and I like shouted their name, and then I read one that said Harry Styles, and my energy was lower reading Harry Styles, and everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, this is so funny!" And it got like 
like 17 million views on like Twitter and stuff like it was it was hilarious but the reason I did it wasn't because I didn't want Harry to win but it was because I when I when they gave me the list backstage of you know the people who you know were nominated I never remember seeing Harry's name so I thought I had got, I had gotten the wrong card so I was confused I was like uh, am I supposed to have this card and I guess that's you know what my face said <laughs> my you know and my body language said um it's, i guess that spoke differently but um oh, that's but that hilarious it went uh, it, it went viral people comparing you they were like wait he read it differently they said here's the pun ready they said he you know it's not the same as it was when he read the other <laughs> when he read the other category sorry dude exactly. I, I can't sing you're but you should have sang that <laughs> oh it's okay it's okay <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of singing, let's let's promote what we're here to talk about. Um, it's uh, the NSO Pops. You know, the National Symphony Orchestra is going to do an epic uh, concert here with with some famous singers like yourself uh, of of all the songs from Rent that we love. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be the, the Wednesday through Friday, the 26th through 28th at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall. But like, yeah. So what is it? Is it like a cabaret style like you and some of your fellow uh, celebs are going to come out and, and one by one sing? Or are you on stage together? Or how does it work? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're about to get into the rehearsal process for it, you know, as you know, as we're leading up to the dates. And, you know, I'm not completely sure about the entire setup, but I know it's not going to be like a obviously not going to be like a full on concert version, you know, a performance version of it. But more so, like you said, just us kind of coming together as as, as collectives and as friends and as, you know, uh, uh, fellow cast members and just kind of giving you know, that performance. Like we're not going to be in costume or anything like that, but our cost, but what we wear will kind of reflect the energy you know and the concept of the show like it's not we're not going to wear something that's completely unrelated but we're also not going to wear costumes if that makes sense yeah yeah it's not yeah don't go in expecting like a full broadway production of rent although yeah, that exactly would, although that would be awesome sign me up if all of you guys are doing that ever in the future oh, definitely. But, but no no it'll be yeah i'm probably i imagine more you know just come out maybe formally dressed on stage something and, and sing a few numbers something like that definitely. um well, who else is going to be on stage with you? Do you have Do you have the list, or do you want me to read it? Ah, uh, you can definitely read it off. I I know I have a, a couple of friends in there, like Lorna, who is nominated for a Tony Award this year. So you know we've been talking about working together. So to see her being you know part of this project is definitely put a big smile on my face. So I, I'm definitely excited for her. Yeah, you mentioned Lorna Courtney. There will be Jimmy Harrod, uh, yourself, Jordan Donica, yep, yep. Awa Salseka, Andrew Barth Feldman, Ali Stroker, Alex Bonillo. I hope uh, Bonillo. I hope I said that right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, some some big heavy hitters of you know of of the stage uh, uh, scene. Um, musical, so, most definitely, uh, most definitely. All right, cool. Well, do you know um do you know what some what some of the songs we're gonna hear? I mean, Rent is one of the those all time uh, soundtracks for me. Yeah, I mean, the way I understand it, we're singing through everything. So, you know, it's, you know, when we get more into the into the rehearsal process, I'll know some of the things that we're that we're cutting back to, you know, as I know, we're, we're singing through the whole show, pretty much. <laughs> awesome. Do you, do you know yet what what song you're going to be doing specifically? Or do you find out at rehearsal? Yeah, so I'm going to be playing Benny, actually. So anything that Benny's involved in, I, I will be involved in. So I'm, I'm super, I'm super excited about that. You know, and Benny's always seen as the, as the villain in Rent, but you know, I view him more as somebody who was just misguided. And, you know, there are a lot of references as, you know, the person who Benny used to be when he, you know, he, you know, he lived with everybody in, in the apartments, but you know, nobody really considers what happened to him that changed him to make him the way that he is now. And, you know, in, in regards to the way that he treats people. So I'm, 
definitely excited to see what ways I can bring that out, you know, just solely through the concert version. Absolutely. Um, well, what what was your experience originally with Rent? Like, Wendy, I always love to hear when people, you know, famous actors like yourself discovered a certain, you know, a certain show. Like, did you grow up, uh, you know, did you watch the movie first? Did you see, like, a national tour of it? Did you go to Broadway? Like, I want to know, what, what was your first exposure to it? Yeah, I mean... You know, I'm still relatively new, you know, to to this to this world. You know, I like I said, I've done theater, you know, in high school a few times, but then I, I really jumped from that to Broadway. So, you know, I always heard of Rent, but I've never I had never seen it. And if I'm being transparent, I didn't watch Rent until like probably like three weeks ago. <laughs> right. you know? And you know, but but still, what it did for me though, as you know, seeing the different people who play Benny from you know watching the original cast, I watched several different versions of it. You know, watching the original cast, watching Tay Diggs do Benny, watching Mario, who I love as a as a singer, you know, songwriter, performer, do Benny. You know, it definitely gives me a whole bunch of different ideas of how I want to put all of that together and create my own version of of who Benny is. You know, on this particular stage. Oh yeah, and yeah, you mentioned Tay Diggs, man, but uh, Adina Menzel and Adam Pascal and Anthony Rapp, yes, yes. and I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, all of the the that first uh, that first cast was was uh was crazy, yeah, crazy, was talented. <laughs> crazy talented, crazy <laughs> talented. Um, absolutely, and not to mention, we need to mention Jonathan Larson, the late, the late great. And I mean, yes, I'm sure yes. you've you've done your research at this point, but yeah, like how he literally like passed away like what was it like the night of the first off-broadway performance or something like that he mm -hmm. didn't even really get to live to see all this but to me that i mean do you think that sort of adds to the mystique of it that like here was someone that had something important to say and i mean yeah he did he didn't die of aids but he was capturing his friends that had died of aids and then he himself also it's almost like i gotta get this out because he almost knew his time was short or something like that i don't know do you think that sort of adds to the mystique of it no i, I definitely do and you know you hear that story all the time of, of people you know, who, who work tirelessly, like they're on, like they have this, this inner, inner clock that is just continuously taking, they're like, I have to get this done. I have to get this done. And they bury themselves, you know, in their work in that way. And I love how, you know, Rick kind of speaks to that, in, you know, in some capacity and, you know, but I definitely do think it adds to the mystique of the whole thing. And I, I think it leaves it open for people to have their own connections with certain characters and just their own view of the show, you know, in general. And I definitely wish that he would, you know, was here to see the fruits of, of that labor. Absolutely. Well, maybe, you know, somewhere his spirit maybe is, is in the theater, the ghost of Jonathan Larson, the smiling oh, down, watching all these uh, tributes like you're going to do. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, Talk about more, uh, you know, broadly about um, like the social impact of rent in terms of, you know, just equality, inclusion, uh, LGBTQ stuff. Um, man, like I always think back, um, 1993 was, you know, over here, Jonathan Larson's doing this on the East coast with rent for that first workshop in 93 over uh -huh. on the West coast, uh, that same year, um, there, Tom Hanks and Denzel are started starring in Philadelphia, which was a shockwave for LGBT stuff and AIDS and, and all the rest. 
Um, yeah, right, like right. Talk, it's just crazy how stuff sort of bubbles up in the consciousness. That I don't know. I think sometimes writers maybe just pluck it out of the cosmos at the same time, or so I don't know. Maybe it's just this weird synergy kismet. But talk about just like how ahead of its time it was. I mean, we're still sort of talk, grappling with these issues today. But here they were in 1993 workshop, yes. 96 Broadway. Um, you know, Rent Rent was a game changer. Yeah, I, I was literally just going to bring that up. I think it's very interesting how you know, Rent is one of the, what was one of the many, you know, beautiful shows that was centered around a certain time. And then when we compare that to the world that we live in today, it's not a lot has changed, you know, and, and, you know, it's, uh, it's alarming, but it's also realized, how, it also makes us realize how much work we actually have to do to get to the point of, you know, having so having having a equality all 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 across the board, allowing people to be able to ex express themselves, you know, however they please, and 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 being accepted, you know, while they express themselves however they please, you know, and real and coming to terms with the fact that we can we're all human, you know what I'm saying, and we should just be able to come together just based off of that fact alone. You know, and not treat people, you know, based off of the, the color of their skin or, you know, their gender or, you know, whatever the case is, because everybody has a story. And that's what I really, really love about Rent, you know, and you see how people's stories intertwine. You see how people are going through their own individual struggles. You know, when I think about Benny specifically, you know, I think we meet him like I was kind of, you know, alluding to earlier. We meet him as, you know, the, the, the villain of everything. You know, mistreating people, whether it's homeless people or even his his friends and not fulfilling certain promises and things like that. You know, there are certain parts where, you know, it's said like, oh, you know, where where are the ideals that, you know, Benny once pursued and meaning that he was a, a better person before, you know, all all of this. And we never really get to hear that part of Benny's story, you know, and. It, it goes, it just goes to show that everybody has had something that has turned them into who they are. And tapping into that is, is mainly what I'm excited about when it comes to, to Benny specifically, but also getting a chance to watch all of my fellow cast, you know, castmates do their own interpretation, you know, cause we're not just singing, you know what I'm saying? Cause we're all performers. So we're all doing our best to show our, our versions of, you know, who these characters are and what they mean to us you know, as individuals and hoping that that connects to people in the audience and whoever, you know, you know, uh, buys a ticket and comes in and supports the show. Absolutely. And yeah, like you're saying, like, um, you know, I, I, I'm sure the audiences, um, you know, at, at the Broadway shows or these Hollywood films or these award shows, I'm sure they're, you know, probably more, more of the progressive audience. So, I mean, a lot of them are probably like in agreement, but I think what's, what really is important for concerts like the one you're doing or, or whenever a rent goes on national tour or something is, is to reach mm -hmm. to people that maybe, maybe have never, never met a gay person in their whole life. And then they see rent and, or, or, you know, an interracial couple or whatever, like that kind of opens their eyes and gets them out of those ignorant boxes that, you know, we, we all grew up in our little small towns or cities or whatever like you it, mm -hmm. it takes shows like this to sort of to reach people i think so no i i i completely agree you know and and it's it's not it's not easy you know when when someone is growing up in in such a such an enclosed box if you will or in a in a bubble like that and then kind of dropping everything on them all at all at once you know whether it's inclusion how to treat people because common sense ain't always common if you know what i mean 
yeah. you know, and same it can be uncomfortable for, for some people, but you got to exactly. push your comfort zone. You know, you have to, you have to change is change is a, is a, is a beautiful thing and opening your mind and becoming, you know, more, more accepting because the thing about it is nobody's perfect. And there's somebody in this world where there's family, friends that accept you for who you are. So who are you not to accept somebody else for who they are? You know, we all we all have things about us that are quirky. We all have things about us. You know, we've all made mistakes in some capacity. You know, we all have things that make us different. And the thing, and that is what makes us human. So we should love each other as such. So, that's just, that's just how so I feel. well said. And I guess before we run, remind us where, uh, you know, and they, folks, you got to li- go back and listen to our first two conversations uh, with Miles if you want to hear his whole, <laughs> his whole backstory, because that's where we, we went in detail. We're not going to make him do it a third time. Come on. But... <laughs> But the abridged version <laughs> just might remind them where exactly you, you grew up. You don't have to go into the whole thing. Again, folks, listen to the archives. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, no, but definitely, you know, I, I I can definitely share some light on this. You know, I'm I'm from the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia area, you know, predominantly D.C. and Maryland. And the fact that the Kennedy Center, which is in D.C., is where I'll be performing is a, is a huge full circle moment for me. And it's definitely, you know, for any family or friends or loved ones that weren't able to come to New York and see me in Engine and Musical, they're definitely going to be able to chant. They're definitely going to be able to have a chance to see me, you know, and, you know, do what I love to do in some capacity, you know, at the Kennedy Center. So I'm super, super blessed that it's happening, you know, here. I'm, I'm, I'm already, I'm home now. You know, it's great to be back because I've been living in New York for, for a long time doing the show there. But, um, but yeah, so I'm from, you know, D.C., Maryland. I, I claim both. I've lived, by, you know, lived there about an equal amount of time. And I've been singing and acting and dancing since as long as I can remember. I'm not really trained. I wasn't never really trained in anything. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, self-taught in a lot of different areas. I didn't really, I didn't receive dance training until I did MJ the Musical. And not a lot of people know that, you know. So I definitely come from a, a very, very humble, uh, very, very humble beginnings. And I'm just so blessed to be where I am. And I know that this is really just the beginning for me. You know, I'm working on my own music. I have a couple projects coming out before the top of next year and I'm gonna be opening MJ in London next year also. So I'm very excited about that. In addition to, in addition to Rent. MJ in London, that's awesome. And Rent at the Kennedy Center and you teased a couple other projects. Are you allowed to say what those are? Is it film, TV, uh, stage? What, uh, you know, is there general terms you can tease without spoiling it? No, definitely. Um, I definitely have, I have a movie coming out called Cast uh, that I filmed with uh, Ava DuVernay. Uh, cast it's a beautiful, or ca- yeah. Cash or Cast? Cast, C-A-S-T-E. It's based off the book called Cast uh, by Isabel uh, Wilkerson. And uh, it's, a, it's a beautiful book about the, the caste system that was developed in India. And it's pretty much like a tier system of, 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 of people being oppressed and, and mistreated. And we can just kind of go into a few different details of different stories of people it's about five stories of people who you know have been affected by this terrible terrible system and just bringing more awareness to it it's, it's definitely going to be uh it's, it's going to be a crazy crazy movie so I'm, I'm very excited about that um like I said I'm working on my own music so you know for people who are like oh my god I love what he does in MJ but like who is Miles Frost like what is what is his sound you know uh, I'm definitely going to be dropping um a couple projects uh, just of, of my own music uh, prior to going to London. So I'm I'm very, very excited about that. Like I I haven't stopped working since I left MJ on Broadway. Awesome. Music albums as well as working with the great Ava DuVernay. If you have, I mean of course. 
Selma and I mean so much. I mean the documentary The Thirteenth. I mean just one of the greatest directors that's that's out there right now. So all right, so we got movies, we got movies and TV and stuff. I'm sure we got music, we got Broadway, we got concerts at the Kennedy Center. You're you're doing a little bit of everything. It's so awesome. A little bit of everything. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, yes, I promise yes. I won't keep you for five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred minutes. <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> folks. Take me or leave me. Uh, one song, glory. Light my candle. Out tonight. Uh, will I? I love you, Bohem. It goes on. The title song. It's just so many. It's ridiculous. It's so many. Yeah, and I, and I'm, I, I haven't heard the orchestra yet, so I'm super, super, super excited because I know it's gonna sound so amazing. So I can't even wait for that. The musical aspect, you know, of that either, because I'm, I'm a musician first. <laughs> you know, yeah, so exactly. I, I, I definitely can't wait for that. Awesome. Well, we can't wait either. I guess we'll have to wait and see if you do you change the lyrics to what is it? We're living in America at the <laughs> and you say now you say at the beginning of a new millennium. <laughs> right. You never but, know. You never know. A little you different. Come and see. <laughs> no, stick with the original lyrics, my friend. All right. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking. You're always so generous with your time. Thank you for for number number three here. Uh, we we the, the three P of Miles Frost on WTOP. <laughs> of course, of course. And cheers to many, many more. Absolutely. All right, everybody, it's Renton Concert, Symphonic World Premiere at the Kennedy Center Concert Hall with the National Symphony Orchestra, Miles Frost, so many others. It's going to be epic. Uh, it's going to be July 26th through through the 28th, so, so get your tickets now. Hey, thanks, Miles. No problem. Later. See you, bro. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. <laughs>